Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we are going to be answering your burning questions on the sauna. But first, if you are a new listener, we have a rule on this podcast. If you are still listening at the third episode, you have to leave a review. Now, the requirement is dropping a quick five star. If you can leave us a quick blurb, that's appreciated. If you can share us on social media, it's appreciated. Not required appreciated. What we're doing on this podcast, we're doing a lot of all over the place right now is sharing free value, giving you guys free tools. All that we ask is spread the word. So help us, you know, expand the audience, reach more people, change their lives. This isn't just for us. Again, this is free. It's, it's helping the world, putting out the good vibes, giving out the tools. Uh, returning listeners, you already knew that. And if you're still listening and have not done so, be honest, go do it. If you can't leave the review, you're probably not doing anything else. So be a part of the community. Be a part of the family. Let's go change the world. I guess we'll dive in. Let's dive in. So I asked you guys while I was in the sauna yesterday just what you wanted to know about it. I was not naked because our new neighbor's playground is directly facing our sauna glass door. About four more years the trees will be in. (laughs) So... Anywho, you guys showed up. You asked some really great questions about the sauna. So we're just going to hop right in. And I think the most important one probably to start with is just what are the benefits of heat exposure? Why should somebody implement that into their protocol? At the bare minimum, it just feels really good. It's one of the best things you can do for mood. You get out there like, I don't drink, I don't smoke. And I was telling someone at the Halloween party this weekend, for someone who lives a sober lifestyle, like that is my high. And it's just very, very good for my overall health, my mental health. In regards to overall health, um, the main stats that are kind of floating around, you're probably seeing a bunch of reels on social media at this point. I believe the exact number is 60% reduction in all-cause mortality, or 60% reduction in uh, cardiovascular-related disease, and 40% reduction in all-cause mortality. So your chance of dying from anything outside of getting hit by a bus is reduced dramatically. And the protocol is 176 to 212 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, four days a week, uh, 20 minutes. For, 20 for those, minutes each session? Each session for those stats to be... Uh, that's where those stats were derived from. That was the protocol. So yeah, overall health, uh, mood. Uh, I do it. So my my good day is I'll lift. I'll do 20 minutes of cardio and then I'll finish with 20 more minutes in the sauna. And doing cardio first is something I like because then it, it elevates my heart rate off the bat. So rather than getting that last five to 10 minutes of a really high heart rate in the sauna, I've already got it up a decent amount. I jump in and it just sustains that. So it's like a more relaxing continuation of that cardio. Um, there have also been some benefits shown. I think the recent, uh, I don't know if it's Alan Aragon or Brad Schoenfeld, one of those homies, was just posting an article about the extension of that workout in regards, they were talking pre-workout actually, but anyway, um, compounding the workout with the sauna builds on the muscle growth benefits. Um, I don't know if that's related to the increase in HGH, IGF-1. 
Um, and I can say I just did blood work. My my levels of those uh, IGF-1 and HGH, pretty high. They're elevated. They're healthy, healthy elevated, not uh, above and beyond. But they're in a very good place because I'm doing that minimum four days a week. I'm, I'm about six days a week. Sometimes I'll hit all seven. Um, so potential body composition benefits as well. Um, but again, it's just... It's not even, I say it's a relaxing extension of cardio. At this point, like I'm, I'm in there a solid 20 minutes. I kind of worked up to that. It gets pretty uncomfortable. And I was talking about this on stories, I believe, the other day. If you'd asked me a few months ago, would I think that the cold shower, the cold plunge, or the sauna was more difficult or more uncomfortable? 10 times out of 10, I would have told you it was the, the cold stuff. Um, at this point, it's kind of shifted. At this point, I'm more uncomfortable in the sauna. I'm not doing a ton of cold plunges because we're still detoxing the tub. Um, but I do my cold shower every morning and we'll get that tub back rolling. But once you're in there, once you're numbed up, like you're fine. You can stay in there all day. The sauna, the longer you're there after the first few minutes, it's pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I'm not at the level you're at yet with it. I just restarted again. I obviously did not do it during pregnancy and we'll get into that. But um <clears throat> don't cut, do that i'm gonna have to cut that out um kai gave me his cold but um i'm doing it maybe once or twice a week right now i'd like to do it more it's just having time with a newborn um but i would say the most uncomfortable part for me is just breathing like your nostrils are on fire at a certain point because it's so hot in there um but I agree it's so relaxing it's so nice to just go outside and decompress from everything you say it what kids yeah well being a mom decompress from work every like nothing I go in there and it's like nothing else exists for 10 to 20 minutes so it's so 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 relaxing and um I would say I would like to get up to a place where you're at, um, but being, I mean, I'm 10 weeks postpartum. I think I started it again around four weeks postpartum, maybe, um, just when I felt a little more healed up, um, and it's been, like, such a great addition. We got it last summer. We get it right when you got pregnant? It was, like, like right, right before. No, it was before. It was I mean, right the before, summer. Um, so I didn't really use it a lot in the summer. I used it a a little bit and then we were trying to get pregnant. So it like wasn't on the top of my list. And then when I got pregnant, you can't use it. That was another question. So, um, it's not recommended during pregnancy based on what I've read, especially in the first trimester. Um, I know there are some people in other countries who use heat exposure, Later in pregnancy, I don't think that is recommended here or just widespread at this time, um, just because when you raise your internal body temperature, that can be harmful to the fetus. So they don't recommend it during pregnancy for that reason. Um, but like j- just the same way, they don't recommend taking a super hot bath. Um, so use that at your own discretion. Um, I did not use it during pregnancy. I did do cold exposure throughout pregnancy aside from the first 10 weeks. So that is something that is that I decided was beneficial to me during pregnancy, but heat was definitely not part of that. Um, the next question is where did we get it and how much was it? So it's from Almost Heaven Saunas. They Almost Hell. 
<laughs> they have so many different types. They have, we obviously have the barrel sauna. I think it's the four person, right? Or the Audra. Two the, to four person. The Audra. Um, it's, two, it's two to four people, but I feel like four would be a little tight in there. I think we've have we had three or four people in there. <clears throat> when did you have three or four people in there? Why do, secret, I remember, why do I remember sitting next to somebody? You having secret sauna parties without me? Why do I remember sitting next to somebody? You and there? Zach were in there once. <laughs> you could know. fit for it. It would be, uh, be you have to be close friends to do that, <laughs> but you could do it. Um, And it was, I think it was around like, they were having a sale at the time. So it was like 5000 I don't think, so this is marketing 101 here, but uh, I don't think it was actually a sale. They just leave this red line across they so you have an up. urgency to buy. But you also had the influencer thing. they did want to work with me as an influencer um so i did get a discount on that but they range from i think a couple thousand to up to i would say upper twos or low threes <laughs> i, I want to say low threes at like a one person yeah it to, depends what size you get you depends what kind you get out. they have different ones that can go like in your house in the basement they have um the barrels obviously they have all fancy additions and like you can basically build your own kit and then it comes you can do the wood stove too rather than electric yeah there's so many different customizable options um but it comes and you do have to build it so how did that go you you did that with your dad surprisingly enjoyable uh it comes in a kit the front and the back um walls are pre-assembled but they it comes like this plastic arch on the bottom and then you kind of build it up kind of staple like the first half together just little brad nails um, and then you actually leave the top ones loose so you're just kind of sliding them in and you put the coil around across the top um kind of holds all together so it actually went together very smooth i was surprised that's never the case um typically when we do a kit of any sort i would rather build it from scratch um, and you probably could build this from scratch, to be honest with you, if you bought some cedar and just built a little mini our shed. Our client, our coach, Haley, her and her husband have a sauna company now too. Called, oh, it's a company? Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. They build beautiful they saunas. They build the most gorgeous saunas I've ever seen. So if you're, I don't know if they just do local, Haley, you'll have to, I know you're probably going to listen to this, but <laughs> you'll have to let us know. Um, <clears throat> they're just amazing, but they're Go in. Go check out her Instagram. Yeah. They, do they do the cold plunge outside of it too? Um, I think they have one, yes. So <clears throat> that's where we got it. That's the cost. With that too, I don't know if this is a question, but you do have to be careful where you're buying from because most of these, and you have to do your homework, will only go up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which might feel nice, but it's not doing anything for you really. Um, what is so, the threshold? Did you listen? She wasn't well, listening. Repeat it for 176 those. degrees Fahrenheit to 212 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> that's, I mean, the minimum you want to be at that 176 um, and most sauna companies are like right around that 140. They don't go to anywhere near the 176. And then infrared isn't something that we've kind of dabbled in, but that was another question. What's the difference between what we have and infrared is one better for you. I'm going to go pop a binky back in. So elaborate on that. What we have is the traditional, traditional sauna. I don't know if they call it traditional Swiss, 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 uh, sauna, uh, which is just heat. So we can throw water on the stones, get a little humidity in there. Um, it is not infrared. I don't, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on the infrared saunas. I don't know a ton about them. I just know they're not primarily based on cranking up the heat. I think some are combo where they'll get hot enough and you'll also have the infrared. 
But I think a lot of those are the ones where you're going to see go to 140 degrees Fahrenheit and then say, well, we're in, we're an infrared sauna. Um, so again, I'm not going to dive too much into that because I'm not super familiar with it. I would say, in my opinion, not being fully educated on that, I would go with the sauna we have for the heat. And then if you want any type of light therapy, look into red light therapy rather than the infrared. Does it increase our electric bill by a lot? No, not too much. That was a very common question, surprisingly. It does have to be hardwired. Is that the right terminology? Mm -hmm. To your house. Um, You haven't noticed a significant increase? No, it might be 10 bucks a month or so. But it's it's like running your oven for, say it's on for an hour, um, but very low heat. So if your oven's at 450 for half an hour, you're probably using more electricity than... 180 degrees for an hour. Which has more benefits, heat or cold exposure? Scientific literature will tell you heat by a landslide. Um, Ironically, similar pathway. Uh, Mechanistically, if that's the right word. Uh, Heat shock proteins are activated on both, on the cold plunge and in the, the sauna. More so in the sauna. Um, but the non-arguables are that the cold plunge is fantastic for mental health, for boosting your norepinephrine. I haven't dove into this in a while. Your feel-good hormones, dopamine spikes. You're getting those extended out over a significantly greater period of time. From cold. For cold. So fantastic for your mental health. Physical health, everyone's finding a different side of the data to throw at you, whether it helps with recovery, whether it doesn't help with recovery, whether it improves testosterone levels, whether it impairs testosterone levels. I think the blanketed statement we should all be able to to agree on, though most or many will still argue, is if you're doing your cold exposure prior to your workout, you're not going to see any detrimental effect from that. Potential increase in performance doing it, you know, pretty, pretty close before your training, um, and also testosterone is supposed to be improved with that protocol as well. So, what about heat exposure? Is there a protocol with it? That this was a question also surrounding workouts. Is there a time where you shouldn't do it before or after a workout? Does it not really matter? I know you like it afterwards. I love it after. Um, I would. So another one that when I was talking about, uh, I, I think it was Alan Aragon. It might have been Brad Schoenfeld. Uh, the study they pulled up. The reference or the protocol they were using that showed an increase in um, hypertrophy was pre-workout, which I don't agree with. I haven't done it, so I can't say, oh, it does or doesn't function this way very well. But it's like you wouldn't go run before you worked out. Before you lifted. Before you lifted, yeah. Unless you're... So why would you hop in the sauna, essentially exhaust yourself uh, in there? And the, yeah, maybe it warms you up. Maybe it gets the blood flowing, but you're pretty tired. You're pretty fatigued or oh, fatigue isn't the right word, but you're kind of just relaxed. And you're like, in a zone. You're in a totally different zone. Yeah, You come out of there and you look like you're not even in your body. I would not want to go work out after that. So again, I haven't done it. I can't say, but all this to say before or after based on the data, it shouldn't matter based on if there are performance benefits and potential uh, hypertrophic compounding effects doing it before it certainly doesn't hurt after my thought would be it would hurt before but if the data says it doesn't then it doesn't matter if it's before before or after does it boost your metabolism 
does it boost your metabolism? No, you're burning more calories while you're in there. But if we're talking about like metabolically, no, it's not specifically building muscle for you to increase your metabolism. And I think people hear things like, I think this was floating around for a little while too, like how the cold exposure can boost your metabolism or something along those lines. Or, or well, it's making your mitochondria more active yeah, so you're but translating kind white of fat to brown fat so it technically does kind of technically but people will take that and use it as a reason to not exercise or eat well so nothing's gonna boost your metabolism in the way that you think it's going to like change your whole body composition or have you losing a ton of body fat um are there instances where technically it can depending on if, if we're talking about heat or cold exposure Yes, but it's not in the way that a lot of people are asking the question for. Does that make sense? Like when we're talking about metabolism, I'm considering like metabolic rate. So like tomorrow, am I burning more calories because I use the cold plunge? No, you're not. Are you burning more calories doing the cold plunge, allowing your body to heat itself back up? Yes, during a period of time. Are you extending the duration where you're burning more calories post-workout by jumping in the sauna afterwards. Yes, you're extending that. Is that going to have a long-term effect in your metabolism? Not unless you're building muscle on the side, which is not reliant on that one variable of cold exposure or heat exposure. How do you stay hydrated when you use the sauna? Chug before and after. Uh, electrolytes. Electrolytes and water. Um, I'll do like whatever's left in my water bottle before or after my workout um, I'll make sure I've got at least 16 gallons 16 gallons 16 ounces going in before and after um, but if it's beyond that 16 I'll just chug until I'm not thirsty anymore and then hop in the shower and come out and chug some more but you're sweating a lot you got to make sure you replenish that a little plug for our favorite electrolytes you can find the link in the description of this podcast element we have like two packets each a day at this point we are two hooked. To three. hooked Hydration is not just water. A lot of people think if you just chug a gallon of water every day, you're hydrated, but that's only half of the equation. So make sure you're consuming enough electrolytes as well. We talked about the protocol already. Um, can you get benefits of heat exposure without an actual sauna? I think if you do a hot bath, right? Isn't that what Huberman says? A uh, really hot bath. You could go run in like sweatpants and a coat and like the concept is you're elevating your internal body, internal body temperature. Um, so there's a variety of ways you could do that. Obviously, the sauna is the most convenient and most efficient. Um, but yeah. A lot of gyms do have them now, I believe, um, depending on where you go. But next question. <laughs> this was just like a silly one. Does your hair get curly? <laughs> LOL. Um <clears throat> I mean, it's like anything else. When I'm sweating, my hair is going to get curly. But my head doesn't sweat as much as it does in the sauna for some reason. Like my scalp. So you my ever hair, feel your hair? Because it's burning in the sauna. It is some, so hot. So I'm wondering, if is that bad for your hair? Probably very bad. <laughs> so I try to use my sweat to keep it wet and cool. So I wonder if there's like a hat. A hat? Or like, well, like a special, maybe I should wear my silk bonnet. i get you a special helmet for the sauna. <laughs> Um, two more questions or actually one more because I already answered one of them. I'm not sure if you'll know the answer to this one. I have inflammation from autoimmune issues. Would this help? I defer to your doctor. Yeah. 
That's not really something we can answer. I would definitely ask your doctor for any specific medical advice like that. Um, I will say just unrelated, but kind of sparked it for, I don't know when this started, but I realized when I sweat and I don't shower after I feel sick. Like I feel pre that pre sick feeling. Like and a cold sweat? No. No. If I just if I sweat and work out from whatever, go do something and I don't rinse that off, I feel sick. And I'm wondering if we're sweating out these toxins and so primarily I'm noticing this now in the sauna. If I get out and I'm like taking a call afterwards and I can't shower right away. We're sweating out these toxins and then my body's reabsorbing them. I always wondered why I felt like shit. And that was the only thing I can come up with in my head theoretically it's like you're sweating these things out and then it sits on your skin and you're kind of reabsorbing it during that period um just a random thought be interesting to research that a little bit more Hmm. but it's all like even since i was a kid like i remember if i don't if i don't shower that shit off i just don't feel not like sticky and gross i feel sick like actually a little bit sick Hmm. interesting Anywho. So if I'm a weirdo, that's fine. If you guys notice the same thing, uh, let me know. And if you got some research on it, some data on what's happening, super cool. But that's that's the sauna episode. Hopefully this answered some of your burning questions. We obviously love it. We are team sauna. It was a worthwhile investment so far. We've only had it a year and a half-ish. And Yeah. Uh, preview on the next episode. So filming later today, these are not going to come out on the same day, but we are introducing our first guest, guest, our first guest, not guest. Um, it's going to be a little more woo woo for some of you. So I don't consider, uh, meditation woo woo. I do consider manifestation on the woo side apart from the book that I'm now reading and the data that just come out came out, which is super cool, that says it's not potentially woo-woo. There could be actual things happening when you're talking about manifestation. Is and this what you're talking about with, with Jamie, Jamie today? Um, and then we're also going to do a dive into psychedelics. So I've been curious about ayahuasca, um, psychedelics for healing, and she is an expert in these areas. Has She's p- done it. She's done it. She's partaken in it. So I am super excited to hear these stories. That'll be uh, recorded later this afternoon. So the episode after this one will be that. So if you guys are curious, intrigued, just interested in what that stuff's all about, make sure you tune in. Anywho, where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else you need is linked in the show notes.